Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And today has been one of the weirdest, craziest, longest days. So I am exhausted. Um, but I wanted to talk to y'all because y'all love me and I love you. And I sound like Roxy Hart. Y'all have seen Chicago, right? Like, I love them for loving me, for loving them. And it's just this big convoluted song. Go watch Chicago. What the hell? How have you people not seen Chicago? (laughs) Another Chicago crime musical coming to us soon, I would bet, is that of Jesse Smollett. And that is the worst segue I've ever done. (laughs) Will is literally going to fire me for that one. (laughs) Oh god, that was so bad. Uh, Anyways. So, Jesse Smollett. Um... That that case is still going on somehow. Like, I don't know if it's ever going to end. So, what we're finding out now is... Kim Fox only sort of recused herself. Um, well, okay, to be fair. She didn't have the authority to put anyone in place. Or to appoint anyone... Um, so, basically, what she did was just say, I'm not trying this. Um, and there's a, a, like, a bunch of her emails. It always goes back to emails, um, with the females. Have y'all noticed that, like, Hillary and, and now Kim Fox? Um, anyways, in these emails... She puts people on blast for 16 counts against Jesse Smollett. She says, you know, just because we can do this doesn't mean we should. Because he's not going to be, con- basically because he's not going to be convicted on those charges. And it's going to look like a, a waste of taxpayer money. Especially going after someone who may or may not have faked a, a, a hate crime on himself. But, you know, over with R. Kelly, he only gets 10 counts of felonies brought against him. And she's like, you know, and her point is actually, I think, fair. Like, we got to balance shit out. Like, you know, it can't just be, oh, we can, you know, we can, we can charge him with 16 counts. So we should charge him with 16 counts. Um, so I I definitely think that that's fair. What I don't think is that maybe she shouldn't have said it. Or, again, more accurately, maybe not that she shouldn't have said it. Maybe she should have, um, had that discussion before they did it. Um... And just so you know, like, she she calls Jesse Small a washed-up celebrity. 
Um, and no one is quite sure why she made that that dig. Um, and there's also some thoughts that she didn't actually talk to one of Smollett's siblings or relatives, but she talked to um, somebody else completely. Which, again, does not make any sense. Like, okay, how do you not know? Like, do they not identify themselves as a relative? Um, almost everyone I know will say, Hi, I'm so-and-so's mother. Or, hi, I'm so-and-so's brother. So, the fact that you don't know if they're a relative or not, kind of sketchy. Um... I don't, like, this whole case is kind of weird to me. Like, it's the national soap opera that just keeps giving and giving and giving. It's just like Empire at this point. Like, you know, an Empire storyline can go on for many, 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 many episodes and or all season long and still not make a lick of sense. And that always makes me wonder, like, who the fuck is writing this shit? Um, but apparently next year, or maybe it was this year, I don't remember, um, they got a new executive producer, so maybe that'll stop. I doubt it, but maybe. In the meantime, I'm going to go, and I will be right back. And I'm back. So, when I was in Disney... Um, news broke that Alex Trebek has stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, and the survival rate for that particular disease is very low. Um, I think someone said just like five years. Um, and, and that's for the very lucky ones. No, of course, Alex Trebek is rich and has great health care and all that. Um, but cancer doesn't know class. It doesn't know money. And even the best health care in the world can't save a life from cancer. We all know this. Um, that's why we have the hashtags, fuck cancer, cancer sucks. Um, and I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting, and if I am, please forgive me. Um, but that's why those exist, because cancer sucks, and fuck cancer. Um, so, um, he, at, at the time, he was very optimistic, and he was telling people, you know, I I have a three three more years left of my contract. I can't die. They're gonna make me continue to work even if I'm dead. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure he was joking. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I'm just pretty sure he was joking about that. Um, but be that as it may, um. There was a huge outpouring of love and whatever for Alex. 
Yes. And uh, today was the final day of of filming for season 35 of Jeopardy. And to mark the occasion, Alex Trebek uploaded a video to Instagram. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen it, but I'm just, I just want to read what he says because it's so beautiful. Um, at the, so this is what he says. Some of you may recall that at the beginning of this season, I promised you that we had some surprises for you. Well, of course, I had no idea at the time that there were some surprises in store for me as well. So here on the last day of taping of our, for our 35th anniversary season, I wanted to once again thank you for the continuing messages of encouragement and support, particularly the many cards I've received from young people. I'm touched beyond words. I've always tried to be straight with you, and I'm not going to stop now. So despite what you may have heard, I'm feeling good. I'm continuing with my therapy, and by, and we, by we, the, the staff, is already working on our next season, the 36th year of Jeopardy. I am looking forward to seeing you once again in September with all kinds of good stuff. And, you know... I would honestly the first thing I did was start looking for these rumors and there are there are some rumors that are starting to like pop up mostly on the fringe of gossip blogs that he's dying or dead um or only has um weeks months or days to live and you know here's the thing um Jason Dotley really nailed it um, Jason Dolly got really upset with the National Enquirer for posting pictures of Olivia Newton-John looking gone. Now, and I think the headline was something like "Cancer Ravishes Olivia Newton-John" or, or something along those lines. It was a horrible, 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 horrible headline. Horrible thing to do to someone who actually is battling cancer. Um, and he called them out for their vile, filthy nastiness. Like, it's one thing to put Jennifer Aniston on the cover a million times saying she's pregnant. It's another to take someone's illness and work it for, um, for financial gain. Working someone's emotions for financial gain is just, it's icky and it's wrong and dear God, why would someone do that? I, I know the answer. I really do. I just, I don't want to think about it, to be honest. Um, and, and so for the people who are, who have the death countdown going for Alex Trebek, please stop. Please find your human side again. Please. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So at some point this week, and I think we're going to do, um, or maybe the whole weekend we'll do a, a college admission scandal roundup. Um, I'll let you know as soon as I get approval for that from, from Will. Um, 
But I, there's more than enough material, and I think, I think it would do very, very, very well. Anyways, that being said, we're going to talk some Lori Loughlin, because bitch is cray. Okay, first of all, first of all, we talked um, in another, on another episode in another show about her pleading not guilty. Um, and I'm not sure, I, I still don't quite understand what she's hoping to accomplish with this not guilty plea. You know, just saying you're not guilty doesn't automatically exonerate you. If it did, um, we could have saved money because we wouldn't have needed the Miller report, which is coming out um, April 18th. Anyways, um, because Trump told us a million times no collusion. And we all know how that turned out. Basically, it was said that his his team wasn't smart enough to conspire with the Russians. So, there's that. Um, but anyway, so, so she's pled not guilty. And she's not happy with people saying she cheated. She does not like that out one little bit. And, you know, the reason that, the reason that actually is kind of, I understand it. I don't agree with her, and I need to make that very clear right now. I do not agree with her. But I do understand what, what she's saying in this case. So, her whole thing is, um, her daughters are tainted now. You know, if either of them accomplish anything the the stench of this college college admission scandal is going to follow them now again this goes this needs to be said you did this like she did this to her daughters no one told her to uh, lie and pay a half million dollars to get um her daughters into USC and if someone did tell her to do that well she needs better friends <laughs> you know I, I'm, I'm joking obviously but seriously you need better friends if someone's telling you that because that's just that's just silly um So here, um, a source is talking again, which I, I'm pretty sure the source is just Lori Lachlan using a different voice. Um, anyways, the source says, Lori is very concerned about what a trial will do to her daughters. It will undermine every accomplishment they have in the future, and it will be part of their story forever. It's not in their best interest for this trial to go... For this to go to trial, and Lori knows it. Because if it goes to trial, the girls will have to take the stand and be cross-examined by a prosecution that wants nothing more than to put a notch on their belt. Lori is very afraid that her daughters will have to testify. That will traumatize them even more. 
yes, she can think about the, yes, she can think about the public perception of her, but that's nothing compared to what her daughters think of her. She will continue to make a good faith effort to put this case behind her, and she hopes the pro- prosecutors will do the same. Okay. First of all, this is not the prosecutor's fault. I don't always agree with the prosecutors. I don't always think that they make the wisest choices. But you chose to do this. You chose to break the law. And um, in a previous segment, we talked about she didn't know, or her and her husband, Mossimo, both are like, oh my goodness, I didn't know we were breaking the law. No. No, 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 no. Even, what kind of example are you setting even breaking the rules for those kids? Okay? What kind of example are you setting? Furthermore, are you dumb? Of course this is going to go to trial. They offered you a plea deal and you turned them down. You can say no prisoner, I don't want to plead guilty or whatever you want to say. But a plea deal is not negotiation. It's, okay, yeah, I can deal with that. Maybe it is negotiation. I don't know how rich people work. But my point in still stands is you don't get to ask for for all of this other extra. You just don't. I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. So, let's, all right. We're, it, we're, we're going to talk some writing here. I mean, this is kind of the business of writing. Um, if you're not into it, I'm very sorry. But I think some of this needs to be said. And um, maybe someone needs to hear it. Maybe you'll just be highly entertained. I don't know. <laughs> but it seems in, in recent times... There's a huge, um, there's a huge, huge, um, trend of people suing over successful projects, um, mostly claiming that the successful project was actually theirs, they wrote it, um, and big corporations stole it. Such is the case with um, Matt and Ross Duffer, who created and and are producing the Netflix hit show Stranger Things. Which, okay, this is going to sound really strange to to fans of the show, but I've never actually watched it. You know, like, I know Winona Ryder, and I know it's supposed to be, like, super duper good. I just never sat down and watched it. Eventually, I will, I think, maybe. <laughs> but it's it's just not one of those things where I feel the need to do it right this second. Um, mostly because it's not going anywhere. We all know that. We all know Netflix loves that show. So, um... So, yeah, so... They're being sued um, because allegedly they stole the idea from 
Charlie Kessler. Um, and basically, Charlie says, hey, I had this, you know, this was my idea, and they stole it, blah, blah, blah. And this happens, like I said, it happens a lot. Um, one of the bigger cases happened with Frozen. And I don't know if anyone remembers, but Frozen, what, like, I think the movie itself made, like, a billion dollars at the box office. And then, um, like, with merchandising and everything, that grew a lot. Um... And that, like now there's a TV special and, and it's just like a whole cottage industry for Frozen. Same thing with Stranger Things. There's a whole cottage industry of Stranger Things too, but that's neither here nor there. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, so here's here's what what happens. Or in the case of Frozen, allegedly, this writer producer wrote a treatment. A treatment is basically. Um, a two to five page short story with most of the plot points that you want to hit. And, um, and with that, typically speaking, a treatment does not get you paid. Writing the script does. But having a treatment will allow the the executive, whoever he or she is, to say, oh, I like this. This is really good. Whatever. Or, no, we don't think this is the right fit. So why do I bring this up? So the Duffer Brothers um, got some sort of treatment or something. They And they passed. And then they went on to create Stranger Things the same way that Allegedly, the Disney execs took the treatment and was like, no, we don't want it. But took ideas from that and... um, It took ideas from that and then created this whole work. Well... The the writers in this case, in the, the case of Stranger Things, Kessler, and I forgot what the guy's name was... For Frozen, but they were both like, oh, that was ours. You stole this. They didn't technically steal it. Here's why. You can't copyright an idea. So I could say... Um, amnesiac falls in love with Guy. And everyone who listens to this podcast just heard it. If you all went out and wrote Amnesiac Falls in Love with Guy, there's nothing I, literally nothing I can do about it. Because it's not actionable. It's just an idea I had. And I can't actually do anything until I write it. Now, if I said, uh, Anna wakes up 
and finds herself strangely attracted to the bad boy doctor who had been sitting at her bedside day and night waiting for her to wake up. And one of you all goes out and it. That Then I can see you because I've published it. That's my copyright now. That's how copyright works. So, um, I, in this case, um, the judge has ruled that, yes, the case can go forward. But he stopped short of saying that he thinks a jury may actually find in the plaintiff's favor. Um, all he said is he's going to allow it to go to trial. And that's going to be very interesting. And what else is interesting is I'm going to go and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. So, this Britney story is getting really heartbreaking. You all know I love my girl. Um, and it, it really breaks my heart to have to talk about this, but it's my job. Um, so, we all know last week Brittany said that she needed to take some time off. Um, go check into a mental health institute and kind of get back in, in, into taking care of herself. Okay, you know, again, fans weren't necessarily like, oh, yay. But everyone was very much like, all right, Brittany, like, go do you. We love you. We'll be here when you get back. And then some people started looking for conspiracies. And one of them was, in her going away announcement, Brittany didn't use any emojis. And this is something that is a provable fact. And every single one of the posts that Brittany wrote for herself um, on Instagram or any other social media, she... She really does use emojis. She uses emojis for everything. So what is the significance of this? Well, some of, some of her fans, especially over on the Brittany Graham podcast, started thinking, well, something's not quite right here. Something's wrong. And I forgot the exact date, but like... It would, they soon discovered that she actually hadn't been seen in public since, like, late January. Now, th- that's not necessarily abnormal. Brittany, um, Brittany has been known to go, um, for some time. Um, away from the spotlight. So, okay. You know, we can kind of... We can kind of, like, overlook that. That's not a huge... But then, coupled with uh, the going away messaging, we were like, hmm, that's not normal. So, Indy Lawyer, over at Crazy Days and Nights, had up a blind item today um, that... um Here... Basically, it was saying, like, you know, she, 
um, basically, it says that Brittany didn't go to the mental um, the mental hospital of her own accord. She was forced to go there. Um, and the rumor ha- rumor is that she was forced to go there because she wasn't taking her meds. Now, we all know that she's been under a lot of stress with with her father um, being ill. And we also know that there's been some um, issues with KFED. If if you don't know um, about the whole KFED thing, uh, earlier this year he was fighting for more of Britney's money, basically. And... I think it was blind gossip that had an item up that basically said Brittany felt betrayed by him because he was supposed to be her protector um, during their first date. A squirrel came up to him and he he found out that she was like really afraid of squirrels, and he protected her from the squirrel. And she soon, and that's when she knew she was going to marry him. And then, um, after the divorce and everything, she started to realize that he only married her for her money. And it kind of sent her into a spiral. Um, and fans are really up in arms right now, saying, well, if, if she didn't go there of her own free will, you know, this is kidnapping, this is this, you know, she needs, we need to save her. Here's the thing. We don't know exactly what's happening. You know, we if she's not there of her own free will, there definitely needs to be an explanation. Will we get one? Probably not. Um, Bernie Scene is very good at spinning. And so, what they'll probably do is they'll probably have her come out. After, you know, she's on her back on her meds and um, everything is calming down for her. And then, you know, she'll release some sort of statement about how she's doing well and X, Y, Z. And then finally, she'll drop a single or, or a new album or something. But until then... Let's all pray for Brittany. Let's pray that she gets better. Um, and, I, you know, the one thing I do want to say is there were some rumors going around that she was going to quit music. That is absolutely not true. She still has at least two more records on her current contract um, that she's probably not going to be able to get out of. And... And when I say that, I'm not saying it to be mean. Um, Just the opposite, actually. She's still one of the top-selling artists. Um, You know, maybe she didn't debut at number one with... uh, With Glory, but... It it did really, really well. And... um, You know, and that's the whole thing, is... Britney still sells well, and Britney... Um, more and more recently has become 
what they call a singles artist, where her, the albums don't necessarily move, but she gets a lot of radio play, or a lot of streams. So I would look for that, too. Um, that's why I think she'll probably drop a single before she does anything else. And I'm going to drop out because I'm so tired. Um, thank you all for listening, as always. Um, and until next time, cheers. Cheers.